price or no? Pokies, because yeah. well, if he's got the truck back together, and I gotta get the stuff out of my car. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. What? <sighs> Just making sure everything's working. Is it working? Yep. Good. Uh-huh. So, I'm excited for your quilt, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, if I get it done, it'll be great. Yeah. So I mean, they're looking really good so far, so. Yeah. Well, I get that done, and then I got to do a baby quilt. Yeah. I don't know. I had, like, three or four on my agenda. Wait. Oh, oh, for, for Jaden's baby. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. I'll do that. So that one's been popped in. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah, folks, we got, uh, we got, we got new little ones coming in the family We do. Soon. Finally, we got one. Yeah, we finally got a new little one coming yep. in. I'm excited. I am. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a little girl. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, they sprayed each other with the, like, chalk paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they both dressed up in white and sprayed each other with chalk paint for the, uh, uh gender okay, reveal. Okay, do, do they know what it is when they do that? So I think I think that's fun. You I, can, I've you heard can, a lot of people. They're like, "Ew, gender reveal party." I think, I think, it'd think be it's fun. fun. I think it'd be fun. But what I was saying is, what they do is they, they can have like one friend. They will get the results in like a closed envelope because you can do that from the hospital. Like, like okay, right. you know, give us a closed envelope. Don't tell us. And then they give it to like one friend, and one friend will fill the or family, and then one one person will know, and they'll fill up the uh, okay. canister so that you know only only the the mom and dad are, are figuring, and the rest of the family who doesn't know is figuring out at the same okay. time. I think that's fun. I would love to do that. I've heard some people are like, "Oh my gosh, that's so stupid," but I'm like, I think that's a hoot. Well, that's just, and I mean, it's what? a you memory. Could actually, you know? You could actually do it as like a baby shower too. So, because mm-hmm. a lot of times they do baby showers and it's right. just the woman, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, you know. But oh, yeah. to me, I always think you got to combine the whole family. Yep. Yep. So, oh, Jordan, Jordan's having a baby too. My old roommate, Jordan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He just called me yesterday or on Thursday, and uh, said that he's having he's having a little shout out to you, Jordan. Uh, he's he uh, he listens to our podcast. So. Okay. Congratulations again, bud. Um, but welcome to Hip and Humble. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mom. And we talk about all things antique and collectibles. But more than that, we look at history from a material perspective. We look, we like to look at human history and how it has changed through the lens of the things that we made and used throughout our history. And we are supported by Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC. we got a location in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia at a great place called Oldies But Goodies. Mm-hmm. Really happy to be a part of that place. And we also have an online store on Etsy. That's Hip and Humble Antiques on Etsy. We are also supported by the WGSNDB Going Solo Network. It's a national online radio network with tons of great content and creators. Okay. And we are happy to be a part of it. So, I was like, like I was saying, we like to look at human history and how it has changed through the lens of things that we've made and used. And last week, we talked about cowboy handkerchiefs. And you missed if you missed that... You know, definitely throw a rope around it. Go back, uh, go back and give it a listen. Saddle up. Saddle up, give it a listen. But this week we're talking about something that's quite illuminating. Illuminating. 
not the Illuminati. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. Although we could be. I mean, we could. You know, the, but we're not. No. <laughs> well, this week we were talking about lanterns. So lanterns lit the way to what you are watching and listening to today. I'm sure you're not sitting in a dark room. So, you know, yeah. that was due to lanterns and a yeah. lot of really cool inventors. Well, absolutely. But this week we're going to look at the history of lanterns and how they led the way to kind of the modern technology and lighting that we have today. But yeah. land lanterns started out pretty humble. But they led us to think of new types of fuel and energy and ways to produce electricity. Right. I mean, you know, if it weren't for the innovations in the technology of the lantern, you know, we wouldn't have gotten to electricity. We wouldn't have gotten to electric cars. We wouldn't have gotten to computers, televisions. I mean, that quest for light, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. really shaped a lot of our tech, our modern technology true you know very true the history of the lantern it begins all the way back in 230 bc during the han dynasty and if uh, you couldn't tell it's from china just like so many other things but the true. chinese paper lanterns are you know the those have been a part of human history earlier than any other type well they of lantern, have yeah know. they really have um the chinese lanterns integrated i think really from a practical i need light at night to um you know, they, they integrated in with all of society, uh, the Buddhist temples and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They began using it and integrating it into their rituals and, and whatnot. Yep. And then their celebrations. I mean, you, well, you're, that's it, yeah. you're always mean, going to see lanterns at a Chinese celebration and a Chinese restaurant. Mm, I mean, well, I mean, Chinese use, the Chinese use fire for so many of their celebrations. I mean, they, they invented fireworks. They, invent, you know, they just, they've... Their culture has a lot of fiery uh, rituals, so to sure. say. Sure. Well, fire, wind, and water. I mm -hmm. mean, they, they do. You know, it's kind of hard for people in the United States because we always, oh, we wanted fact-based and science and proven mm -hmm. 50 ways to Sunday. Well, culture and we has a role. Well, but we don't really have a lot of the mysticism, and mm -hmm. we don't really think in that direction right. all the time. And, you know, really think, oh, there could be something else out there or, you know, what what being is making wind, water, mm -hmm. sun, and all that. Well, absolutely. And, you know, religion, religion's played a huge role into the shaping of human society. I'm reading a book right now. It's called The, the Origin of Political Order by Francis Fuku, Fukuyama. And the book talks about how centralized governments formed from tribal and familial societies. Sure. It's, it's really interesting. He mentioned that the Chinese government was first uh, the first government in recorded history to establish bureaucracy. Because prior to like that point in human history, the majority of the governing body, so to say, were kin. It was family. Yeah. It was a familial thing. You know, that's why it, we evolved into, like, the serfdom. We evolved into monarchies because sure. family, the family unit and, you know, extended family were the first kind of authority, really, for human societies. And Chinese authority evolved into a bureaucracy earlier than any other culture. And so they had a, a strong well, basis our, of our, like law. Our society really did come out of the family. Yep. And I think one of the reasons our society is truly failing at this point is because of how much the family has been trashed. Well, absolutely. You I, know, there, I really do. There's, an, there's another book that I read called uh, We, and it was written from a gentleman who lived in the Soviet Union during the Soviet Union. And it, it's similar to like Brave New World in 1984, but it's written from that perspective of someone who lived in the Soviet Union. And he talked about the you know new society where 
essentially like the government owns your owns children you know children yeah. are children are private property of the government the government you know as soon as you have a child Which, you know frankly that is what china went into right you know and i think that's be, and you know a lot of it is because of that focus on bureaucracy yeah you know it's well a focus on bureaucracy and just greed in general well, and sure a lot of people that uh, are power hungry i mean well absolutely i mean it, it's total power hungry yeah. it's you know you do what's good for you will not be good for me because i've got to be over you right well and, and what's what's interesting to me is like the people in power you know to i guess have a collectivist mindset would have to would have to be that way they'd have to be power hungry they'd have to be greedy because the yeah, but government and line well no but i'm saying like that that's the only direction that a government that is a collective collectivist mindset could go is towards greed Sure. Because once you give all power to the government, every single time that's happened, the government then turns on the people. It does. That's, that's I mean, that's that's what happens time and time and time again. Now, I didn't know this. I saw this on TikTok the mm. other day. And uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazzard was you saying that. that I to me. Did, and I, I thought it was so interesting that the United States of America is the only country that I know about in the world that in our national anthem mm -hmm. that does not... Um, have like a call to arms or, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, we're going to kill it's you. It's a or question. It's a question. Yeah. Can you see? Can you see? Oh, say, can you see? Yeah. Right. Because you know, it's, can you see? Because they've already, you know, they already want, if you, if you guys think about it, look up, um, look up the national anthem of where it came from and, yeah. and actually look at it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think a lot of people, they don't even, you know they well it's they it's, don't like that they don't even know what it is well it's not just that it's you know history has so many different there are so many different perspectives with which you can look at history you know yeah. you, you have if you look at it from a purely fact-based you know perspective all the time or a timeline perspective so to say then that the perception of of your perception of history is going to be jaded as to you know how the order of events that you learn things in sure but there's other perspectives and there's other ways to look at those events and why they occurred and when you know when they occurred you know in context with other things yeah you know uh in speaking of american history the from the from the 1700s to the 1800s uh sailors used lanterns uh, lit with whale oil on their sea voyages they were mounted on support beams called gimbals and made from durable metals like copper brass tin pewter and iron yeah yeah, well, they they had a long journey before they got to whale oil, though. They well, they, I mean, it was it was it was wood fuel at first. Well, yeah, but they well they couldn't really use wood fuel on on, on a on, ship on a ship because exactly. the ship was wood or it was skins or mm -hmm. something. But you know, looking through some of this, I thought it was very interesting that um, well, first off, they used natural light number one yep. as much as you can. Of so, course, of course. You know, and during the day, they'd have the windows. But they'd also make prisms so that the light would actually go different places, you know, under in the hole and, exactly. and around. Yeah. But, of course, at nighttime, that didn't work out well. No. So, you know, they did start with, um, like, coal oil. Yeah. And coal oil is very stinky. Yes. It has a lot of smoke. It yep. It burns very well. Well, and it's very combustible, too. And that would be That's, the other thing. It's very, very dangerous. Very, very combustible. So, a lot, I was going to say, a lot of the innovations that came from, like, that, that had to happen, had to happen 
uh, out of a necessity to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> because and, and that's, because that's you, know, true. you know the the type of fuel that they were using, you know, it, it had to be effective. They had to have something that they could continuously burn, but they also had to be alive whenever they you know filled it too much or too little. Right. Well, and a lot of it, it was trial and error. Mm -hmm. I mean, because coal oil was not great, but, you know, also then you get vegetable oil and nut oil and all those other kind of oils, which also had their their pluses, but a lot of minuses too. Uh, And even kerosene, which is a derivative of of a coal oil, burned clean, but the whale oil was Mm -hmm. the one that burned the cleanest. And the longest. And the longest. And the longest. But yeah, I mean, it's like evidently the the need for innovation in Atlantis stemmed mostly from the necessity to get out of immediate danger. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's that's the bottom line. That's true. I remember learning about that when I was in school. Yeah. Because back in school, we actually had to learn history. Yeah. And we had civics. But we had to learn a little bit about all the states. And Mm -hmm. I do remember in Alaska, we had the Eskimos. But we learned about the whale oil okay. and how they use the whale whale oil. Mm-hmm. But but just like all Native American cultures, um, all tribes, whatever animal they had, they used the whole thing. Oh, for you sure. know, what I mean, it got to where that they were overproducing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just like we do now with mm-hmm. pretty much anything. Yeah. You what know? did they use in uh, colonial America as whale a, oil? Yeah, oh, but, here. Yeah, but I mean the type of lanterns. What do you mean? Yeah, the, in the in the in the type of lanterns in in colonial America were interesting because they weren't produced here originally. Like the in the like colonial Americas, the majority of lanterns came over from Europe. Yeah. They were those tin replicas. Oh yeah. 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 The mo- modern lanterns, a lot, a lot, most of them have aluminum or stainless steel, and those are right. still replicas of of older lanterns. Right. But, right. But you know. but that was one of the things that the ships did first mm-hmm. was they used mirrors. Yep. And they would dri- have the mirrors kind of point the light to wherever yeah. wherever it was that they needed to point the light. Because you really, if you got a ke- powder room full of keg powder and gunpowder, you really don't want to open flame in there. Yeah. I mean, like, the so obviously. <laughs> that the, could be bad. Yeah, it could be very bad. But obviously the invention of electricity changed more than just the amount of light that could be oh, used sure. inside. It, it allowed people to stay up later. The easier source of light made waking hours after dark more useful. People worked longer. Cities were open later. I mean, that being said, the lanterns were a humble beginning, but they were no less utilized. Yeah. You know, like with, with what you're talking about with the prisms and the mirrors, people, you know, innovated the way that or, you know, the way that they could spread the light of a lantern around. And right. you know, people's houses were very well, even, I mean, they're not as well lit to say, you know, as, as they are now with LED lights and things like that. Right, right. But people designed houses and, you know, mir- sets of mirrors and, you know, placement of light to l- light their house as well as they well, possibly could. Well, they light their houses, but, I mean, as far as, like, ships, I mean, you, we didn't, I don't think we've even touched on the train lights, mm-hmm. the train lanterns right. and stuff. And those were, you, those were safety yep. because, you know, they would come in and hold up two lights, mean this, take one down, mm-hmm. and then they would put a red glass over, you know, one of them because stop. Go, you know. Right. Well, they used them. They used them as signaling for all the trains. I mean, there was right. a train boom in uh, the 1830s. Yeah, there was a big train boom in the 1830s in, in the U.S. And that's exactly right. They had to use lanterns as signaling because and the, and there railroad, were so many trains. railroad stuff. People really collect railroad stuff. Oh yeah. Well, Lots and of ra- there's I mean, one right there. Railroad lantern. Yeah, we have a ton of railroad lanterns, but railroad lanterns in particular are incredibly collectible. And yeah. I mean, because they're they they are you know they're part of a lineage of how we have you know 
not only increased our like sources of light, but how we increased Increase travel, trans transportation. transportation. You know, our our levels of communication. Light, light really is a is a um, necessity, but it light really has. I think progress the ability to make light mm -hmm. has really progressed every society. Absolutely, every I mean, obviously, society. from the invention of fire, you know, to the invention of the LED light bulb, light has always been light and innovation of our fuel and source of light, a false light, mm -hmm. has been such a huge contributing factor to, you know, human society. Like I said, it, it did extend waking hours. Like more sure. people were staying up later, more people were working later, more things were being done at night right. that were then were being were being done before. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember my dad told me um one time about my, my grandma Scott mm -hmm. and um she did not want to get electricity for the uh for the lights. Oh yeah. Because 'cause she didn't think that they'd be able to pay the ten cents a month <laughs> for the electricity. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they could do without it. Well they they got it eventually, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, well, then, I mean, then, that's they, just, then that's they got forced air. Yeah, and it was his forced air. Wow. <laughs> no, but I mean that it is interesting. We've talked about this before. Just the different perspectives of generations based on like the the evolutions of technology that they've seen in their lifetime. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's like I I I pester you sometimes for you know your uh, knowledge on computers and telephones, but. It's just, you know, that you saw that technology coming about more. I mean, I did, too, but I was also, you know, depend more dependent on it, using it a lot more. You are now. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, honestly, I, I really did work to keep you guys away from that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you didn't get a cell phone at age three. No. And, you know, I didn't stick you in front of an iPad or whatever as your babysitter. Right. But, you know, a, a lot of them do that now. I mean, they... They yeah. do. I mean, no, it's, I know. I mean, it's, it's one it's of those. Now, I will say, if you're on the airplane and you happen to have twins, feel free to use not <laughs> Yeah, any t any airplane uh, time, <laughs> use, what you, you use whatever to. you need to use. That's so. that's a, you know that's everyone else is talking to. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about light and how it evolved into the technology we have today when we come back. Okie dokie.
Oh, are you, do you glue the paper onto the... No. I'm cheating, and I'm glue... I'm, when I do my quarter of an inch, uh-huh. I'm gluing that on the back. <laughs> it's too much a pain in the butt. I see. So I'm gluing that. I'll sew it down, too, but mm-hmm. it just keeps it... Yep. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm still Aram. And I'm still Mom. And we are still talking about the history of lanterns and really light. You know, I mean, lanterns, they were, uh, but we're also still supported by Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC. Uh, we have a Instagram and you should follow it because it's great. You know, I've uh, I've gotten some, we've gotten some good followers actually. Yeah, uh, you know, some people have been interacting. Actually, one of the one of the one of my good friends is a follower, and she recommended that we go for the lantern um, script. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because well, good. We like we like suggestions. Love suggestions. Yeah, because I put it. You know, I I see we have the Kodak lantern there in our shop, and I took a we picture do. of it and put it up. And, and that's not actually a lantern. That that's a part of a camera. That's right. That's right. Yeah, which the cameras were light you know they, yeah. they took a lot of their well, it, structure from lanterns we did do an episode on on cameras if you guys haven't yeah, checked that, that out you should because it well, pertains to this conversation as well but yeah. no yeah I, I put up there so you know should we do a you know i knew the history of lanterns was really cool obviously with paul revere harriet tubman and all the people that use lanterns yeah. you know i figured it'd be awesome and i i asked and said what would you like and she had replied and said lanterns would be awesome so here we are. Thank you for uh, confirming the idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, like we said, lanterns, uh, they were used for absolutely everything at night. I mean, soldiers from Roman times to people in the early 20th century relied on lanterns as a primary source of light after sunset. As with technology, like we've been talking about, the lantern evolved over time. In 1802, William Murdoch, an engineer from London, Murdoch, not uh, like the like O C or O C H, not O C K, like dare like Daredevil's dad, from <laughs> the engineer from London, pioneered the use of coal gas for lighting. His gas lamps were used to illuminate a cotton mill in Manchester, and they paved the way for the future of lanterns. You ever wonder why street lamps are called street lamps? I hope not. That's a pretty easy inference to make. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the first street lamp was uh, was was coal, uh, was or ran on gas, and it was lit in Pall Mall, London. London had the first street lamps, and this lantern ran on gas and was only able to illuminate a few feet around the post, keeping the streets still pretty dark at night. Pretty dark, but. You know, at least maybe a little help. Well, at least you can see it in the distance, you know. Yeah. You know, if you, you can go towards the light. Go but. towards the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in, the early, in the early 1830s, we talked about, like, the railroad boom and, you know, lanterns being used as uh, signals. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 1862, the, and the next kind of path in the evolution of lanterns, John H. Irwin created a coal oil lamp. Mm-hmm. So also in between those, the in between uh, like the whale oil and coal, coal oil, there was kerosene. Yeah. Kerosene was a, it was a great, I mean, it's still used. It's still used for some things. If um, you get, excuse me, if you get pure kerosene. Pure kerosene. A lot of times, if you buy lamp oil now and it says lamp oil kerosene, that is it's not, not usually pure. No. Yeah. I mean, that that's mixed. Right. I mean, that's not a pure mm. by any means. No. But pure kerosene is very flammable. Well, it's got a huge risk for fires. I mean, the, the oil, the coal oil. But it oil is lamp. great for cleaning. Great Just for cleaning. Not, and know, it's, a very, it's a very clean fuel, too. Yeah, machinery. Yeah. 
great not, for cleaning Not machine. cleaning your cabinets or something. No, it, no. Yeah, when you're, That'll tear up wood. <laughs> yeah, it'll tear up wood real quick. But yeah. it does clean grease off mm -hmm. uh, off uh, machinery. I use that on sewing machines. Mm -hmm. and go in don't, use it on, don't use it cleaning your oven, though. No. That would be bad. No. That would be bad. No. No. But uh, in 1862, like we said, John H. Irwin created the coal oil lamp because kerosene has such a high risk for fires. The, the, this lamp, the coal oil lamp, could be burned indoors and would be used by factory workers, restaurants, theaters, museums, and shops. This was The coal oil was kind of the dominant gas yeah. for lanterns and for lighting for a really long time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, frankly, we still use coal heat. We do. I mean, today we do. I know we do. there's a whole whatever about it. It's a very reliable fuel source. It's a very reliable fuel source. Very reliable fuel and fuel you know what? It it's actually, a clean fuel source. It burns mm -hmm. really well. Yep. So you don't have Very to effective. use as much as you do electricity and other things. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, the, that continued to be the norm all the way up until 1879 when Edison invented the light bulb. And, and even though the light bulb was clearly a better choice, that technology still had to evolve as well. And, I mean, lanterns were still used all the way up until, I mean, until 1887, police officers in London still carried small coal lanterns until the invention of a flashlight. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, lanterns are still used today, realistically. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know camping. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, even though, like, electric lanterns and flashlights and light bulbs have mostly replaced lanterns, and a small company in the in 1900 actually kept the tradition of lanterns alive and still do to this day, Coleman Camping. Which today. was started in Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Coleman Camping. They, they, uh, they modernized the lantern, the yeah, gas they lantern. Did. And uh, yep. so my my dad has one, and we bring it to us on with every, well, bring it with us every single camping trip. I mean, so the the electric lights are are great and all, but the reliability of a gas lantern and the heat of a gas glass excuse me a gas lantern is is fantastic. I mean, the, being mostly outside, having the warmth and the light of a lantern are both equally important for for comfort and survival. Well, and that's also one of those things I do have several um oil lamps mm -hmm. around um from various parts of history mm -hmm. but i keep them around and i do keep oil and i keep wicks yep because i have lived you know i need that light at night when i lose all my electricity mm -hmm. and well, sometimes when you go through enough natural disasters as unfortunately i have done yes you you uh, i learn. mean it's good to be the, it, it's so not the greatest light no but electricity does fail you know, yeah, and and I mean, if you guys, I, I don't know if you lived anywhere with any kind of storm or anything, but electricity does fail. You know, for for small bits of time. I mean, it, it's in the U.S. We're a lot luckier than in a lot of different oh, countries definitely. because our power, a lot of our power plants and sources are a lot more consistent. But if you go down to South America or you know Africa, Africa, India, India, you know. lots of different places, they have, they'll have rolling blackouts. They'll have days without power because well, a lot the power of countries grids. are that way, and yeah. Ukraine is one of them too. That. Mm -hmm. Ukraine, they will they will actually turn the gas off. Yeah, and because they they've got to conserve the gas, so they'll turn that gas mm -hmm. off. So you you can cook dinner or whatever up into a certain hour. That's it. That's all you yep. got. That's exactly right. No more. Nope. No, but that's and you the can't thing. heat water. No, no, <laughs> but yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like the there's 
we're spoiled here in the U.S. Oh, very spoiled. Very, very spoiled with our electricity because not everywhere in the world has as consistent of electricity. Or even I, has electricity. Or even has electricity. And, th- and it's interesting to think about because it's not something you think about all the time whenever, you, you, you know, that doesn't even seem like a luxury to us because no. it's just always been. No. But it is a luxury. It is. It is it absolutely is. There's a, a lot of things here in, in the United States that uh, that really are luxury luxuries compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. And I've always said that, you know, mm-hmm. our poorest of the poor are still better off than well, abs- I mean, other countries. You know, absolutely. If you are, you know, say if you're a poor person in in Haiti or yeah. or a poor person in Kenya, like the life of a poor person in Haiti or Kenya is, I would say, a hundred times different than the life oh, of a poor definitely. person in the United States. But definitely. you know, well, that's there's no programs there. I mean, you know, a lot of people that live on the streets really need. Pro, yeah, they need they those need programs, but a help. lot of those people also are choosing that. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about. I mean, I've met some that have chosen, and it's and that's their choice. Yeah, that's their choice. But you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I guess get, they can get help if they want help. Yeah, let's put it that yeah, way. Well, I mean, there's there's still difficulties, of course, because bu- bureaucracy oh, is yeah. a, is hard to overcome. It is. You know, what's funny is is that's what makes it hard is the government, and mm-hmm. it's all of these. 50,000 little programs and stuff like that. But the one thing that's always been consistent mm-hmm. throughout history, forever, and even today still in Ukraine, mm-hmm. a church. That's right. The well, that pr- is such a source of community, and that's a, such a, a source of, of actual charitable. I mean, well, it's supposed to be. I'll say that. Yeah. It is not, not, every, not every church is Not perfect. every church. However, when, you, when there gets to be some kind of natural disaster or mm-hmm. there's whatever it takes, the government... 10 times longer to get it together than local churches around will be right. like bam you well, know what it, not even just not even I mean, uh, yeah local church churches too but the you know the, the surrounding pe- the, the people surrounding you oh, as well yeah. i mean if you look at you know the you know, huge natural disasters that america has faced in the last the last couple of decades you know, katrina the different hurricanes things like that it's always the community around you that's that's helping you first. Oh yeah, always, absolutely, always, always the people around you that are, that are banding together. Because yeah, the government. I mean, the government might get to it eventually. Might get to it eventually, <laughs> but it's going to take a long time. It's going to take it's, a long time. And, it's, and, 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 and trust me, it's not, it's going to be the least efficient way to do it. Absolutely. And how many pockets are going to be lined by you know politicians? Well, yeah, you know, everybody wants to say they helped out. Yeah. And it's like you know just because. Just because you you are giving money to an organization, like yeah, that's that's great. You're you're you're, you're committing if you're giving money to to a cause like that for sure. Yeah. Because it you, you're making a financial commitment, but at the same time, if you're not going down there and and helping, then that that's it's a different type of commitment to actually yeah. go down. And well, it it really is. It it is a different type mm-hmm. of commitment. A lot of times with government people and workers and stuff. They they do want the recognition. They right. want they want the look at me here I am I just you know did whatever. Well, and and, and that's a lot of it is because that's but how that's all that's all American politics works because well, you but know that, you know to me that's so cheap. It is cheap, but it's I mean because your like, heart's not in it. Your heart's in it for your own accolades. It's the it's the worst system, but it's the it's yeah. the it's it's better than all the others. You know. Well, it is. It's you know? true. That's kind of the way it is. I will say worldwide. When people need help and whatnot, they go to they go to their church. Yeah, they go to a church. Even well, after nine eleven, all the people I hate church. They're all hypocrites or whatever. What was the first thing they did? Everybody went back to church. Yeah, yeah. They went back to church, church and is, they uh, prayed. It's a lot of times it's a uh, it's a light. It is a 
is a light. <laughs> it's a light in the darkness. That's oh, for sure. Oh, funny, funny. But, but it's true. did you know that computers, you know, all they all they really do is they send small messages of light. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all it is. I mean, when we're referring to ones and zeros as the language that commu- computers communicate with, binary code. All you're talking about is strings of light with blanks in between. Yeah. That's all it is. So, you know, if we if we hadn't had that innovation in lamp lantern technology, we wouldn't have computers, we wouldn't have calculators, we wouldn't have anything that runs off of light. We yep. wouldn't have most likely satellites because satellite I mean satellites obviously they transmit uh, they don't transmit, uh, or they transmit w- like airwaves, right. you know, so on. Right. But it's still a, you know, it's still translating into light whenever it gets mm-hmm. down to whatever device is tra- is uh, interpreting the messages that are bouncing off of those satellites. Yep. Yeah. It's all the electromagnetic light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, like... Which y- just, it just reminds me, because I keep going back to the Bible, but oh, I yeah. had a friend, <laughs> friend of mine, she's like... The Bible contradicts itself all the time. In the first sentence, it's, you know, God made light. And then it wasn't until, what, day six that he made the sun. So that contradicts. And I'm like, it actually doesn't. No. I was like, because God made all that electromagnetic energy, which produces light. Yeah, well, it, you know, he says, let there be light. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there's so many other kinds of light besides the sun. Right. And we've figured out how to harness that light mm-hmm. you know to progress society well and it's like people have been looking for con- contradictions oh, in yeah. the bible for so long makes them feel better well not only not only it's like you know why why do you think that you you know human thought has is still gone back down to to the bible for this long like you're you know you're you're, you're trying to argue against it but you can't argue against the fact that it has been a part of human society since its inception. And it's been talked about by everyone and thought about by everyone since its inception. Yep. You know, it's it's remained a relevant part of the conversation, so it makes yep. sense to keep talking about it. Absolutely. You know, even even if you even if you think it's contradictory, you know, the the thing is is, you know, I think it's important to talk about the things that you don't believe in with other people, you know? Well, it's even like uh, China and those, they ban the Bible. Well, that's the thing is, you know, the... But it those, still gets in. It still gets in. And, and the Christians that do live in China are powerful. Oh, they're incredible. Incredible powerful. people. Incredible people. You know, and I think that it's just, you know, that is such a testament to, you know, how integrated into you know, our, 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 even just our society is, I mean, it's, it's, and it, it's interesting it's because integrated it's into our soul. I mean, well, it's just yeah. such a, every person, every society all throughout world mm-hmm. is always looking for, they're always looking for God. Yeah. Well, but if they don't like what God says, then they, you know, want to look for a different one. Yeah. It's interesting in our, in our, uh, Catherine and I are going to a, a marriage small group. Fantastic. I love the conversations that we have there because they, you know they are very luminescent, <laughs> but no, they're they're very inspiring. You know, it's it's just very interesting conversations, and you know, the Bible obviously being the the focus of it is it it guess I guess it just allows for new perspectives of thought on the way that the the Bible you know influences the our culture and our people and everything like that. But in marriage. It's uh, I lost that train of thought. Oh, I had I had a good I had a good story. You had a thought. I had a good away. story. It went away. I'll say something else for electromagnetic energy. Okay. Um, there's storms. They yes. have elect 
And those storms are called the Northern Lights. Mm, well, I mean, that's <laughs> the, you know, obviously Aurora that's that's how, that's how humans discovered electricity was but storms. Can, but can you, can you imagine if you were out, out there and the, the sky, because the sky really does start going kind of nuts. But you just look up and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, all the, the it's green, it's purple, it's uh-huh. pink, it's, and, and it rolls. Wow. And when it's perfectly perfectly silent, you can actually hear kind of the crackling with it. Of the electricity. Of the electri- uh, that kind of waves that kind of go through. Wow. But can you imagine being, you know, a settler or whatever, and yeah. you look up and you're like, okay, and when you kind of look at at what God actually made, yeah. and then you look at at uh, what people kind of like have tried to have tried their, to imitate. Well, they imitate, but I mean, kind of okay. This is why this tribe believes this, or mm-hmm. you can kind of see why some of these different superstitions and stuff kind of come into play. Of course, you know, because used to, you know, back in biblical days and stuff, they did not go outside mm-hmm. because it was believed that um, when you go outside, that's when the spirits were up. Right. And you didn't want to get attacked by them. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe some of those spirits were the <laughs> were those northern lights. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. that would be incredibly frightening mm-hmm. if you have no clue what it is. Well, what's, what's interesting, too, is... It, it and maybe we don't know what it is. No. Well, know? I mean, I, you know, that's uh, that's why, you know, we, we have gone through the route of the... That's why science exists. That's why that, you know, hypothesizing, testing those theories. Sure. That's, that's how we found out what ra- about the world around us. That's why we know it's electricity at this point. But you're absolutely right. At that time, they had no idea and they had no way to find out. No. And, you know, it wasn't for generations that people would discover these things. So it makes sense to explain things you don't understand on something else that you don't understand. Right. You know, and what's interesting, too. Well, you too, have to explain it in terms that you do understand. Right. Because, because you people. You bring it down to your realm. Exactly. Because people. People back then weren't stupid. Oh no, they were not stupid. And, but what was interesting about like the different co- different cultures, different societies, most were polytheistic, and that's because they had different things that they didn't understand. And so they would associate gods with the wind. They would associate gods with the sky. They would associate gods with things. And that's why the you know the Hebrew God was so, is so interesting because he was the first God of Abraham. He was right. a god of man. Right. He wasn't the god of the mountain. He wasn't the god of no, spirits. No, but he controlled it. Right, but that's the thing. Like he was the god of man. He was the god of of everything. Right. You know, that's that's what makes that distinction so interesting. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the only, I guess, monotheistic religion where it's a it's not a it's not a god of things or or right. different realms. Right. Yeah. Of course, I you know I always think about the settlers when they came to the United States. And mm-hmm. I always try and kind of. What was it like, you know, 300 years ago, 200? But honestly, I think if I was a settler and I came on the boat on over and stuff, and I got to Virginia and, and this area, I would have turned around and left. Because I'm like, so? you know, because, <laughs> I mean, the mosquitoes alone <laughs> are going to kill you. Well, actually, so, then, I mean. The trees. You I mean, know, obviously, you obviously, the, the you know, when you, go, when you go into a place like that and you only have a lantern light to <laughs> also explore at night. That's you know, true. And you're in a. Well, that's why, like, in Jamestown, I mm-hmm. thought it was so funny. In Jamestown, um, it's been years ago that mm-hmm. we went. And it was like where where the Indians said, you guys can live here. Mm-hmm. It was a swamp. Yeah. It was like nasty, swampy, yep. yeah, brackish. Yeah, D.C. was a marsh. Well, that was, I mean, this is down in Jamestown. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was nasty. Yep. And that's why the Indians were like, Yeah, sure, you can have that. Go on ahead. You're an <laughs> idiot, but go on ahead. Sure, do live it. Live there. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's like New Orleans. New Orleans oh, is that yeah. way. That's yeah. why New, that's why New Orleans was settled like that by by white people because most of the places like around the coast and like up and down that by white people settled and took from the Indians were there wasn't good land. So you know the only reason that people uh, you know the Spaniards. Yeah, a lot pe- of Spaniards. Yeah, the only reason that which they like, don't consider themselves white. Right. Yeah, but a lot of, most of the places where Europeans settled uh, while Indians were still in existence or still had land close to uh you know the coasts was because the indians gave them terrible you know land and so the only thing that allowed them to prosper was their architecture you know yeah you know they obviously the european architecture was a lot more advanced than well yeah indians because indians didn't utilize i mean they they lived in tents they didn't really utilize well you know they 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 did in a way i mean it depends on what tribe you're talking about but a lot of tribes were very nomadic, but then there were tribes that lived in villages. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I those mean, they, villages, they, they, they built their homes and whatnot for the climate mm-hmm. that they lived in. Yeah. Well, so they built it from the materials around them. Ar- yeah. You know, and that's what that's what allowed them to stay. I mean, they were still partially nomadic in a way because they could they were temporary buildings. They would rebuild. Not always. No, but I'm saying but they yeah. would constantly be uh, there would constantly be, ma- be maintenance like the upkeep well, and so on. Well, like any building. I well, mean, yeah. it's, con- it's maintenance on this house. Yeah. It's all every house. Yeah, that is every house, but yeah, uh, one of the things that goes out the most you feel like is is light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But well, it's, it's the electricity too. The electricity too. You know, it's almost it's like lanterns. Obviously, it's more expensive nowadays because you have to buy the fuel and you have to. And so also, it's way more time consuming. You have to any time that the light runs out. You know, you don't go and change the light bulb. You got to go refill oil, and you got to do that way more often than ever. <laughs> then you have to change a light bulb. Oh yeah. And so you know, light bulbs and like the evolution of light makes sense. But you know, there's something about uh, lantern or or candle light, you know, it's it's just it's it's interesting. It's a different line, that kind of light. But I will say, without the invention of light bulb and that kind of light, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. You know, True. we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that we do, a lot of the art, especially our our entertainment and and so on, because it's reliant on those high powered lighting and well, not reliant, but it is. You know, it is. Yeah, but uh, without but lanterns, I do, I do think that everybody should be able to entertain themselves without electricity. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to read a book like Candlelight and be fine. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff you can do besides that. I mean, get outside. Definitely. Go camping. Definitely. You know, I mean, there's still nothing like laying out under all those stars. It, it resets your circadian rhythm. If you go really sleep does. outside for a night, it really, it really, it resets your circadian rhythm. It gets you more. It allows you to like really experience everything around you a little, a little closer, a little deeper. Yeah. You know, you know uh, what? Uh, well, I remember what I was going to say earlier in the in our small group. Uh, we're reading a book right now. It's called The Sacred Marriage, and it's pretty. It's pretty heavy. It's a pretty intense book. And, you know, the the way that uh, we talked about love, he said, you know, our souls are where we're people you know, get in divorces and aren't satisfied in marriages a lot of times because we look we expect our partner to feel like our love. You know, we expect our partner to be to fulfill all of the love and like reciprocate all the love that we give. But our soul yearns for God. And so, yeah. like, they, since they're not God, you, you always feel like there's something missing. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, put you're putting so much pressure on your partner to be essentially God for you, like you know, to love you exactly how you want to be loved. And no person is really capable of that. No, no, they're you know? not. And that's why that's why people have a hard time in relationships. And that's why relationships are hard, because you have to realize, like, 
that we just can't we can't fulfill each other in that way you right. know obviously it, there's comfort and, and beauty in the love that you share with your partner but well but in the you, end you, in the human. end if you are a christian and you do die you do believe you die and you are standing in front of god you're standing there alone mm-hmm. you're not standing with your partner right. with your husband or your wife yeah so but it's always good to keep that in mind that uh, mm-hmm. you do have to have your own relationship separate from your spouse yeah you do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, you you have to be comfortable in yourself to be a good partner to somebody else. It's true. You know, and on that light note, it's a light note. Yeah, let's uh, we we're we're out of time, but you know, this has been fun. I think yeah. lanterns was a really really good topic. Thank you for confirming that topic. That was really cool, and we really appreciate you guys. You know, spending this time with us, and uh, we get a little sappy, we get a little uh, <laughs> so on, but it's it's fun, and we're just really excited and really happy to share this time with you guys. Yeah. So, you know, everybody stay hip. And humble. All right, bye. Bye.